I'm Jenica. And I'm Matthew. And And you're you're listening listening to Through the Grapevine, where we talk with students, teachers, and PUC alumni about their experiences, insight, and stories. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the author. They do not reflect the views or opinions of Pacific Union College. Enjoy! Hey everybody, I'm Jenica and I'm here with my co-host Matthew. Hello everyone. So today we are super excited to be joined by Esther Fernandez. Hi. Hi, how are you today? I'm good. Um, I'm excited to chat. This is fun. It makes me feel so like official and like oh my gosh like why do people want to interview me like Um, what's happening awesome that's why esther graduated with a bachelor's in communication in 2020 is that right correct and you had a minor in creative writing love to hear it so i mean let's just get right into it and why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up attending PUC and choosing your major and just go for it yeah so i did not grow up adventist So when I was, like, looking at colleges, I was at community college for the first two years. Mm. And I think I'm a little bit unique because I feel like a lot of people who are in the Adventist, like, schooling system have sort of, like, already grown up in it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I was sort of looking for a school where people were, like, already of my faith. Um, Mm. Because it was kind of hard, you know, being at, like, regular school, you know, community college. um, Especially community college, just, like, so many people. And I was really, really looking for, like, a small, like, sort of family, tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. Um, and PUC was just sort of, like, the closest school. So I just went and visited one day. And I also worked at Camp Wona. So I had a lot of friends oh, from wow. camp. Okay. Uh, when I visited PUC, I was like, wait, all my camp friends are here. And, yeah, I literally, it was just, like, one visit. And honestly, the day I visited was, like, truly horrendous. It was, like, raining. (laughs) It was the worst state of it. It was raining and foggy and, like, going up the hill for the first time. I was, like, what is happening? Um, But then just, like, seeing all my friends, I was, like, oh, like, this is a place I want to be. But then, luckily, when I did arrive, I, like, knew I wanted to, like, do communications. Mm -hmm. And communication. I remember Thu would always get really mad. There's not an S. (laughs) There's no S. My bad. Communications is a whole different thing. Um, But once I arrived, I was really lucky that, like, the program is amazing. All the professors are amazing. Michelle Rye was still there. Love Rye. Mm. Um, And also, I dabbled a little bit in English with creative writing. Love the English department. Um, I also, like, stuck around the arts department a little too much. I just love anything, like, creative, talking, writing, art. Uh, I just stuck around those departments and yeah I was just really lucky that like I got to a school that like had that close-knit community but also like all the programs were really good so that's sort of how I ended up there. Um, That's really awesome to hear I definitely uh, know what you're talking about when like you're looking for a smaller school I was just saying that I started at a bigger school um, southern in Tennessee and it's not even that much bigger relative to you know UCs or public schools but definitely like being at PUC and feeling like the tight-knit community and the the, like small town vibe of it all is definitely like something that has been a a major bonus being here yeah how big is southern compared to PUC I think there's like around 3,000 a little over 3,000 students there and at PUC Mm -hmm. we're under 1,000 yeah like triple but yeah it's it's nice to be here and to be 
in a little cozy, cozy place on the hill. I think you briefly talked about it, but what made you feel interested in communication and like feel like that was, did you know, like have an idea of what career you wanted out of it or did you even know it it existed at all? Because yeah. I personally didn't. So, so why don't you yeah. talk about that? Um, I mean, I'm first gen, so I feel like college in general, I was figuring out a lot on my own. Mm. Um, communication just felt like a natural fit. I feel like I've always been kind of extroverted and like really into writing and like artsy stuff. I was juggling between a few different options. I really liked the English department, really liked the art department, really liked comm. Um, but when I was looking like more career wise, I know a lot of people say like, oh, comm, it's like the easy major, blah, blah. But it felt like comm just offered so many options to me. And I, I feel like I was mm. able to sort of include different passions within that one major and like when you really look at communication there are so many options like PR and copywriting and marketing and like literally just like so so many freaking options and all the options that I had that I saw I was like I could see myself working in any one of these Mm -hmm. I still think I didn't really know what the heck I was doing I just knew that like I liked common general so yeah it just it it just felt like a natural fit and it felt sort of broad enough to where I felt like I could explore within that major which I did I I think I was like um, multimedia journalism at one point and then I was like yeah I was like journalism ain't ain't for me like it was fun and I gained a lot of skills and I still use those skills like day to day but I was like yeah this isn't for me and then I switched more to like creative writing Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it was just really fun I feel like I got to bounce around and like explore a lot and and take a variety of different classes yeah I am actually interested to ask you about your classes, but first I have to go to the next question as like a precursor or, or like a, you know, to the make setup. this all make sense, the setup. Yeah. Um, part of why I really wanted to have you on this podcast was because of your current position with the Made of Millions Foundation. And for those of you that don't know, Esther has a, um, works with Made of Millions Foundation, which she's going to tell us a little bit more about in a second. But I was telling her that one day I was just scrolling on TikTok and she popped up on my For You page. The video, I think, was um, you were talking about OCD misconceptions, I'm pretty Correct. sure. And I thought this was so fascinating because, first of all, like the mental health conversation has over, I feel like the last few years definitely become something people are more comfortable talking about. And knowing where you like, I knew that you were a comm major at PUC and so knowing that and then seeing you in this position I was like whoa like I didn't even know that was an option or I don't know so I thought that it would be really interesting to hear you talk about your position there so why don't you just tell us about your work with the Made of Millions Foundation. I like how you say the Made of Millions Foundation. I like to say made it's just short so if you hear me saying made I'm just referring to that Um, but my work with made uh, my official title is copywriter, which is so funny because I remember sitting in Thu's class and I was like, I hate copy editing. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I wanted to ask you about. Grammar, like, I hate grammar. I hate learning all these dumb words, blah, 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 blah. It really, like, all the stuff that pained me the most, like, actually really did help. Like, that's so funny. But a co- I feel like uh, once you, like, start to work more and, like, pick up on the lingo, you start to realize, like, what these titles even mean but copywriter is just like a fancy word for like someone who writes a lot Mm. um I think if I were a copy editor I would be reviewing copy a little bit more that's another thing I don't know like copy is just another word for like 
word or like a, a set of words right yeah like if I were to hand you an article you'd be like okay edit this copy and I'm like wait okay it's like I don't know if I'm- <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that I didn't know that um so copyright is just a fancy word for like I work with words a lot um so there's sort of like two parts to my job there's editorial um we have a lot of people submit articles to our website um a lot of community submissions so they kind of go through me I edit them and I like get them posted up on our site um and just like community submissions in general I tend to like handle that I write newsletters monthly monthly letters where we like update people on what's happening fundraising newsletters um so that's sort of one part editorial keeping the site you know having things up on there having events up on there Mm. and then my other like part would be more social media manager so I manage you know all our socials ig tiktok facebook linkedin whatever um and there's just there's a lot that goes into um creating content uh especially when it comes to mental health so social media and a part of socials obviously is tiktok so mental health advocacy is a little bit funny because you know i'm not just always like doing a little dance on screen and i'm like this is what mental illness is um yeah you know there's there's a, a a bit more work that goes into that there's scripting making sure that i'm like pulling things from credible sources if like we're talking about a subject that's particularly like sensitive or maybe like I don't have too much expertise in sometimes we have it like reviewed by like our board or like you know doctors therapists oh wow mental so professionals um and then yeah once we get like a script done filming editing getting that posted managing comments uh and then just like being online and and adding to conversations, busting mm-hmm. myths. So TikTok themselves works with us a little bit um, because there's not too many like mental health organizations on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, hey, we like what you guys are doing. Like we need more people sort of online, like clearing up misconceptions. So that's a really big part of what we're doing online is just we, we focus a lot on OCD um, and we can get into the story of like how MADE was sort of born. Um but we cover um, all types of mental health advocacy. So I don't know. I'm ranting. I'm rambling. No, let I, me know. I love it. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what I was going to ask you next is next because you talked about your position with with the foundation. But what is the foundation's like? What what is what are they all about for yeah. people that don't know? So I like to start with like sort of how Made was born. So my boss, Aaron Harvey, he is the best. Um, when he was really young, starting at around like 12 years old, I think, he started getting really, really debilitating intrusive thoughts, um, mm-hmm. thoughts that felt like super counter to who he was. Like, mm-hmm. what if I harm someone? What if like I'm secretly gay? What, you know, like all these like really random thoughts that like did not actually feel like it aligned with who he was. But he didn't know what they were and he didn't know that there was like a name for them. So he sort of spent decades of his life struggling, thinking that he was like an awful person, a monster, Um, struggling with things like self-harm, suicidality. Uh, And then eventually one day he turned to Google and he was like, I'm having all these like violent thoughts. What the heck does this mean? And then Google was like, surprise, you have OCD. And he was like, what? (laughs) Like he literally, he was like, that makes no sense. Like I thought OCD was about like, being overly organized or like being scared of germs and he was like this makes literally no sense so then the more research that he did he's like wow like there's this whole 
side to OCD that like literally no one knows about. Yeah. And he could have saved literally decades of 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 suffering if he had just known that like his symptoms had a name yeah. and that he wasn't an awful person, you know? Yeah. So he created this site called intrusivethoughts.org. Um, I think in 2016. And it was basically just like this soft landing page where like if you were to Google your symptoms, um, you know, it would give you all this information explaining what intrusive thoughts and OCD were. Mm-hmm. And then from doing OCD advocacy, um, him and like the little team he put together, they were like, wow, there's actually a lot of things that people get wrong about like mental health in general. Um, I think 2020, um, we relaunched as Made of Millions to sort of capture like all sorts of um, mental health conditions. So our mission is we're on a mission to change how the world perceives mental health. And we like to, you know, destigmatize mental health, talk about you know, really taboo topics, the things that I think people are most scared to talk about, things like violent intrusive thoughts, sexual intrusive thoughts, um, suicidality, um, self-harm, you know, like eating disorders, all types of things that I think a lot of people say that they're a mental health advocate, but then when it comes to talking about more of those taboo subjects, like people are a little bit scared or a little bit ignorant when it comes to that. So we really like to dive in deep and like cover those topics that I think are most stigmatized, help to demystify them um bust any myths around them um, that's really awesome I yeah. feel like that's you're doing the Lord's work for real because like especially I think with more people wanting to share their own like experiences not to invalidate anybody but there are sometimes where misinformation is spread about that and you know then you have people thinking that they have you know certain uh, yeah. disorders or anything when they don't when it's really that they just need to take a nap or something which Mm -hmm. is not always the case but you know just in general that I think you know busting all those myths is really necessary because mental health is very serious and Mm -hmm. yeah have all of those myths out there can be really harmful and that's really awesome to hear that story so I didn't realize it was a newer a newer foundation yeah but it's interesting because you graduated with calm and this work that you're doing um, seems very like social work almost as well. Mm, so yeah. like how, how did you end up there and like, how, how do you feel like you're like, did you expect to be working in this kind of industry or like in this field? Yeah. I think it's funny because I feel like when I say my job, people are like, so what do you do? <laughs> uh, mental health advocacy can be kind of, hard to sort of explain because it's just like not as tangible and when people hear mental health they think of like a therapist a social worker like yeah you know but I'll I'll rewind a little bit um I found this job actually through LinkedIn so if we're talking about like very actionable steps y'all get on LinkedIn because this is such a this is a funny story um so I was like sad and unemployed um and also I should probably mention that I have OCD and so I found Made of Millions through having OCD and I followed them on LinkedIn. And I remember I put that little LinkedIn banner where it was like open for work. Mm. And I remember someone told me, they're like, don't put that. You look lame. You look dumb. Like no one's going to hire you. (laughs) But I was like, how are people supposed to know that I'm looking for work? (laughs) So I follow Made of Millions and I'm like, I think a post popped up on my feed once and I literally just liked the post. 
And for reference, like my boss, Aaron, he's like, he's pretty well known within the OCD community and he's been on like podcasts and stuff. And there's a lot of OCD advocates out there, but I was like really drawn to Aaron and really drawn to Maid because they were just like super honest. And so when I suddenly get this notification and it was like, Aaron Harvey has messaged you. I'm like, I was like, what? I was like, no freaking way. I was like, this guy that I like follow and like I heard his podcast episodes and like his interviews I was like that's so cool and it was like hey I heard you're looking for a job like let's interview and I was like no way like I was truly losing my mind and yeah it was like a quick a quick chat and he was just like yeah just interested in like learning more about you your goals and then at the end of it he's like okay cool so do you want to like start an internship with us and I was like what like it was truly I was like God really did that like how and then when I asked him at the end I was like how did you even find me he's like oh I was like going through our likes on LinkedIn and I like saw this person who liked it and I saw you were open for work and I like clicked on your profile so the banner worked <laughs> the banner worked and I was like no and like I didn't even do it like I just liked the post so I hate to be that person, but I'm like, girl, get on LinkedIn because oh my goodness. the fact I literally got a job from liking a post, I'm like, anything is possible, y'all. <laughs> this is, is possible. definitely a sign. Matthew and I are laughing yeah. because last <laughs> week, was it, we had um, for our senior seminar class, somebody come to talk to us about all about LinkedIn and mm-hmm. um, Dr. McGuire was, you know, telling us like about you need to put your profile there. You need to be active. Dude, you need to like, it's annoying and it's scary. And you're like, why it's like yeah. business Facebook. You're like, this is so gross. It's but so... I promise you it's so worth it. Like the amount of networking that truly goes on on there is like unreal. Matthew, do you like, is yours set up even more since the last time? Like, do you feel like um, you're... I went, no, I, I checked it like a couple of days ago and it's like pretty empty. <laughs> oh man. Like, okay, I'm going to transition here then. Now that we've talked about your job, yeah. tell us, give us some LinkedIn tips, Ms. Esther, because clearly <laughs> that worked out for you. Right. For so anybody funny. struggling to figure out like what to post, how to be active on LinkedIn, what to post, like what to, I mean, how you to guys interact. Like, <laughs> you guys are blessed because you're comm majors. So your literal homework is to like <laughs> go get a nice headshot fix your uh, fix your title fix your I remember doing that in class and I'm like oh I'm so blessed that I actually like like everyone makes fun of comm majors until you're like out in the job force and then you're like wait how do I do this like I don't really know how to I'm like haha who's who has the upper hand now yeah um dude and uh, uh, this is a random um side tangent but during the pandemic in that hot minute where I was like mm, unemployed like people were coming to me with their resumes and their cover letters and I would like fix them up and then they would like give me money isn't that crazy oh and all and everything I learned I learned from from calm I I learned from calm I was like wait these skills are actually so anyways that's a side tangent um LinkedIn (laughs) tips I would say don't be afraid to post on there people don't realize like not too many people are posting on LinkedIn compared to things like IG or like other more I don't know traditional social platforms Mm -hmm. Um, so when you post on there I feel like you actually do get a good amount of like people looking at it and not just like random people but like recruiters or even just like people that you know from school like putting posts out there and putting like information out there gets picked up by certain people that you might not even realize so I would say even if you're just like in school Say you worked on like a really interesting project like comm research or I don't know, depending on this is very like comm heavy, but like depending on your major, like maybe you worked on a really interesting assignment. Maybe you're like learning Excel or worked on 
some screenwriting thing. I don't freaking know. Even just like posting like, oh, this quarter I worked on this project. Here are like three things that I learned. And then like maybe post a link to whatever project you were working on. I promise you people will be like, wow, that's so cool. And like when recruiters are looking through your profile, they want to see that you're like a real human being who has like interests and like they want to see your work and like things that products that you've made, you know, even if Mm. that product is just like a homework assignment. Because I think when my boss reached out, um, he asked for what was it like article examples from oh my gosh, what's like the the newspaper called from the Chronicle. Uh, the Chronicle. Campus, yeah, yeah. I sent him like Campus Chronicle newspaper things. Articles. Um, and he was wrote. like, "Yeah, that seems good enough." So, I, didn't like, on, I didn't know you were on the Campus Chronicle. I was. Yeah. I was. Don't be afraid to post about passion projects outside of school, because there's this. This is also a really random tangent, but um, because I work in social media, I remember I've always been interested in social media. I've always, always been like chronically online, like girl love youtube tiktok twitter every the whole thing um but there's this company called good 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 and they're like a good newspaper and all they publish is good news i don't know if you guys follow them on instagram oh the um, good news movement i've never heard of it all right um good 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 i don't know I'll, i can yeah. send you their their profile afterwards but me using my calm finessing skills i like became <laughs> friends with the guy who created that Oh my gosh, and I love him. Brandon is so, y'all should follow Good Good Good. I remember during OCD Awareness Week, this was pre me being hired, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, like I was just diagnosed with OCD and OCD Awareness Week is coming up and I feel like you should do a post on this. And he was like, oh my gosh, Esther, like you should write our post for us. And I was like, okay, so life. And you know, it was free <laughs> and I don't mind that because your girl was just trying to like, I mean, I wasn't even doing it for like my resume. I genuinely was just doing it because it was something I was passionate about. And then when my boss reached out and he's like, can I get some writing samples? I <laughs> had sent him Campus Chronicle articles, but I also had sent him that um, Instagram post I had worked on. And he was like, wow, the fact that you just like did that, like showed that you had initiative, you know? So yeah. don't be afraid to do yeah. random things that like bring you joy. Even if it's just like making fan, if you're a graphic design student, make fan art, post it on tiktok you know like those little things that might seem kind of like trivial or like oh who would care like what does this have to do with anything like if it shows your skill sets if it shows something that you're passionate about people who are looking for like potential employees they want to see that you're like doing things outside of work so Mm. I would say that's my my biggest tips is like don't be afraid to post on LinkedIn a lot, like update your profile, um, talk with a comm major, they'll fix it for you, talk with like a comm professor, (laughs) and then just like, don't be afraid to share things that you're working on um, on the internet, because I promise you that things that might not seem like a big deal, like it just shows that you care and that you have a personality. And those are things that um, people are looking for when they're hiring. Like a public portfolio. Exactly. So that's that's interesting that um, you used um, LinkedIn um, would you say that you still use it during, like, even though you have a job already, would you say, like, it's still very important, like, in your field or, like, connecting with others? Like, how, how would you go about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely still on. I actually just posted something, I think, today. I think it's really good just to, like, keep updating every once in a while and just, yeah. like, posting cool projects. Because even if the goal isn't to, like, find a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still make connections which are I think always it's a, good yeah I think it depends on like what type of job you're doing but for example I work a lot through social media 
So when I work on cool projects, like I kind of want to share that so that any people who like potentially want to collaborate with us are seeing that. And then eventually if I do leave this job, I say if, because I love this job and I don't want to leave it. But (laughs) when I probably do eventually leave this job, you know, I still want to have kind of like you said, that public portfolio. And I feel like the the hardest part post-graduation is like landing that first internship or landing that first like entry-level job because you have like no connections and it's scary. But once you sort of land that first one, I feel like I've already made so many connections and like, especially like through LinkedIn or through socials, like yeah. I, I feel like my face is out there enough to where I feel pretty confident that like I could find another job, you know? Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. I would I would just say like staying active online, if that's the place that you want to be at, um, marketing, social media, that type of stuff. It's definitely important to like stay on there. Nice. So to kind of transition to like, um, how you took your classes at PUC, how would you say, like, your classes helped you in your, like, field? Like, because you mentioned that, obviously, you've taken classes from Professor Thu, um, copy editing, and that's helped you. Even though you didn't go into, like, the journalism field, it's helped you in your mm-hmm. um, line of work. Um, how would you say, like, the, like classes at PUC, comm classes have helped yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, so many classes that I use like every day. I'm really blessed because I feel like sometimes you go to undergrad and then you're like, oh, I'm ready for work. And then you leave and then you're like, nothing applies. But I feel like <laughs> everything that I did applied. I'm just like trying to think back to like all the classes I took. I took um, online publication, which is basically what I'm doing now, where we would, our assignment was to like, I think every week we had a different theme or subject. And then we'd like, write an article and then we get it posted onto like this collective blog Um, and it seems kind of silly because you're like why am I doing this and like figuring out how to upload on like a CMS on like WordPress and using uh, what's it called like hyperlinking stuff and like linking back to certain pages I was like this seems kind of random but that's so funny because now a part of like my editorial task is like uploading articles and like hyperlinking things and that class was like an introduction to how to upload things online and like how to format articles and how to like break it up with pictures and like little things like that. Copy editing, copywriting were actually really, really necessary classes because (laughs) learning how to have Unfortunately so. (laughs) Learning how to have like proper grammar actually really does like put you a leg up in the game because I remember that's something that my boss said. He's like, I really like that you had experience in writing because I think a lot of people like can write, but maybe they just don't necessarily know how to like edit, you know? Yeah. Um, so no, knowing how to edit not only your own work, but like other people's work is like super important. So I use that like every single day, like truly. I love that. Um, I think it's good to hear you like talking about this because it's when classes get hard or whatever, like when you feel the senioritis kicking in or you just whenever you kind of revert back to like how you felt in high school you're like why do I even need to know yeah geometry like how am I going to use that in Mm -hmm. life or why do I need to know U.S. history or like y equals mx plus b or whatever who is using the Pythagorean theorem in their daily life (laughs) but then you realize the classes you're taking now are literally like for your career like that's Mm -hmm. why you chose your major that's why you chose those classes and that's why they're part of the curriculum is because you know the in one way or another you're probably going to be using a good chunk of them um, exactly yeah just, so to anyone like who's taking copywriting oh my i know goodness. it sucks 
I mean, there, there are there are a few things that I'm like, I'm gonna be honest, I don't use whom. Like, I don't use whom at all. Um, I remember being so mad. I was like, I can't figure out who's whom versus who. I know. Um, but everything else, like truly, I do use like. I, I don't remember like the official terms for everything, but like possessives and yeah. la la la, like all yeah. that stuff. I do use day to day. I promise. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, when you told me that you were a copywriter, the, that was the first thought that came to my mind. I was like, I want to ask you about copy editing because anybody that says calm is an easy degree, which okay, it's. I would say that we have good teachers, and that's why it's easy. And it's yeah. But anybody who says that so confidently has never taken copy editing because I also ask <laughs> any STEM major to write an essay and they break down. I'm like, <laughs> I guess it's like subjective but I I wouldn't say comment isn't like the number one fear public speaking so I'm like what are you guys on about like like I'm pretty sure when they like have surveyed Americans like the number one fear above everything else is public speaking which is like I don't know I I think I think people are just projecting they're like it's so easy I'm like if it's so easy write an essay and get up and speak (laughs) because well we're getting to the end of our time here but I guess I'm gonna I want to ask you one last question before we leave here today you're only three years out of college so your career is in the baby in the baby yeah I'm a little baby but what are you most proud of in your career so far and what do you hope to achieve in the future oh my gosh I remember I was skimming these questions and I was like I don't know um (laughs) most proud I think is that I'm doing like very mission driven work. Mm. And I think I'm really lucky because I think a lot of people are like, oh, capitalism, nine to five, hate my job, blah, blah, blah. But I literally love my job. Like every single day I wake up and like, I know that what I'm doing actually is like serving a purpose. And like, Mm. I literally get like DMs and comments from people that are like, wow, like your content like is literally life changing. Like I didn't know this or that about mental health. So it's really rewarding. So I think just the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that like, I get to wake up every day and like do something that I love. And then what was the other question? What do I have to achieve? Oh my gosh, this is what (laughs) I honestly question. Big question. I honestly don't know. And I and I'm honestly not that worried. Um, I feel like I'm in a position where I've gotten enough experience to where there's like so many options of like where I could go next. And so I'm really just open to anything. I hope that I like keep doing mission driven work and like keep helping people and busting myths about mental health online. Uh, I don't know if I really have like a particular goal. I just like, like what I'm doing and I want to keep doing it. Awesome. I'm really happy to hear that you're enjoying your work because I think, I think that is everybody's goal in general, just to at least be able to enjoy what they're doing. And so enjoy what you're doing and get paid for it and get paid for it exactly they say if you if you enjoy your work enjoy what you do you never work a day in your life oh my gosh and i don't know how true that so is corny, but... but it's true it, yeah it low key is true it low key is true i, love I mean it. work is work at the end of the day don't get me wrong yeah but when you are doing something that you're passionate about it kind of makes it worth it you know yeah well Thank you so much, Esther, for joining us today. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy listening to this, and I am confident that somebody will have something to take from this that's going to improve their lives. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I hope I didn't yell too much. (laughs) You didn't. Not at all. Perfect. I was like, no. (laughs) No.